This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be And now your host, TJ. And here we go again with another episode of the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. I know last week we said we weren't we were going to take Christmas off. We're going to take a little bit of a break. That's why we did our best of in that super long episode that I hope everybody's listened to. If not, go back and listen to it. We put I'm it sure everybody's made their way through it like five times by now. And if you haven't, I would definitely go ahead and give it a shot. 46 minutes of the news, what we consider the news, and then the last hour plus of best of the decade, including... Several Ronaldo rapist jokes in there. So anyway, tonight, but why did we come back tonight? Because it seems like the Chicago Fire Football Club have decided they're going to put a bunch of things in the news since we last recorded. Yeah, CFFC is busy. CFFC is, or I guess it's Stand for Chicago is the new hashtag, is yeah, the other way. I, and, that is um, what the club is using, yes. That is what the club is using. And so, and tonight I'm joined, we, we all news formerly known as Hat Guy Pat. He might just now be Hat, but he is also the new editor of Hot Time in Old Town. So, Pat. Ooh. You just new, broke new, my news. I did I break your news. And it, I, nope. And sometimes I, that's as, as a host, that's my prerogative to do so. So, Pat, new editor, new job. I am. Wife, I am the, happier. I'm the site manager of Hot Time in Old Town, the Chicago Fire and Chicago Red Stars site within SB Nation. Uh, that is official as of today, I think. It's been in the works for a little bit, so I haven't talked about it, but I, I think it's official. I don't even know if it's official. It's official now, I guess, because I'm talking to you on here about it. So, yes, I am going to be doing that job in the future, starting in January. And you, before we went live, and I, I want this is the part I really kind of want to talk about, is you said that you feel like this is the first time you've been excited for a new job in a long time. And yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I took some time off to uh, be with the boys. I, I coach soccer at night and I get paid for that, but I don't really consider that to be my job. That's just, I'm there. It's what I do. Like, it's not like, this is a journalism job. The last journalism, my job, journalism job I had was covering corrupt politicians in Chicago and I was good at that, but that wore on me. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited to uh, be back doing something that allows me to, you know, wear my journalism hat guy hat and to write and to edit and be creative and do things like that. And it's also soccer related. So uh, I can no longer be yelled at for spending too much time on Twitter reading soccer posts because now it's my job. And... And and I'm and definitely happy happy for you. Um, if you ever want bad opinions, I'm more than happy, willing to contribute those. You know what? Everybody who listens to this knows I have some. And if you can't hear in the background, yes, I am being joined by Mary Grace yet this evening. She apparently does not want to sleep. So um, I think it was the six-hour car ride where she slept most of it. So now she's wide awake Ooh. and fired up. Yeah. That's one of those where at the time it's going on, you're like, this is a nice and peaceful thing, but you know what's coming. You know that you're going to pay for it at night. So. so now that you got your journalism hat on, do you have the hat, the old school 
hat with the word press the press card in the middle of that the fedora the with the yeah fedora i do the... i do own one of those believe it or not but i don't know where it is i think it's somewhere in my basement i think we'll have to find you one that has chicago fire football club and the new logo and kind of work from there yeah by the way should we check in real quick on the new logo before we get to the the big news involving the head coach and the uh, general technical director i think we're calling it uh you feeling any better about the new logo you know i i hate to say it and we've talked about okay ball gotcha um is the more i the more i get the i, I see the pushback against it the level of butt hurt going on with the cf97 hashtag the more i, I want to embrace it because you know i kind of get i don't it's not a great logo it, it isn't by any stretch but I felt like after my conversation that when I had James Black on a few episodes back, it kind of flipped the corner on me. It was what I'd never really thought of was I loved the old logo, but then it, like the perspective I got from him was it really isn't anything that special other than that six pointed star, the, the, the city flag star in it. Otherwise it's really just a clip art version of a, a generic, you know, firefighter. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I like the old logo because of the, association so that that's there, there's kind of two components of it and we don't need to get into this too long but the the people who there are people who don't like the new logo because it's not the old logo and the old logo they associate with the the fun that they had at the club even you know the support during the bad years or whatever um and then but objectively it's not a good logo and that's that's kind of what i've come with, come up with is i don't really mind the i don't i like the name change i think it could maybe help with SEO. And I don't really mind the new colors at all. I could get behind the new colors. I, I kind of felt like they needed to do something different, but the logo, it, as as much as I've tried, has not grown on me, and it's just not a good one. And I think that it's very interesting to point out that if you go on the Chicago Fire MLS store, they've only got like three things with the new logo on it. They And you would think before Christmas those were selling they would have put more stuff out so it's not unless, a good... unless it unless again because this was such a late change to the point where adidas there were mls is rushing adidas to try to get jerseys for next season again maybe they didn't have enough lead time with fanatics to do it i, I, it I don't know the basics i didn't expect them to have jerseys done but i expected them to have more stuff i guess what i expected them to have that they don't have is winter hats and I, I wonder if this is speculation here, but I wonder if they know they missed the mark. It's too late to change it for this season, but you might see change. Now, maybe I, not I, back to the old logo or the old colors, but maybe to something different or something tweaked uh, in a year. Perhaps. Now, what I've heard is the MLS that MLS does not have a lead time. But Adidas does, and that and that's going to be the. Catch. I know Adidas does. Yes, they're they're. I know it's for two a fact, or three years, and that's right. the, they are working two or three years ahead. Nike does the same for their properties on the different jerseys, and you'll see. Then, if I mean, the you could come up with uh, a different. You could do a different jersey quickly with Adidas, but you have to take one of their templates, like they do for their clubs, like their their, you know, youth clubs. There's five or six different Adidas templates that you can choose from every year. You could take one of those, just like the goalkeeper kits are a template, um, and they iron on the, the crest on those. You could do that, 
Um, but I don't think they want to do that. So I think you'll probably, and this is just speculation, I have no insider info on this whatsoever, but if you want this logo to change, if you don't like it, I think your best bet is to not buy anything with it on it. And if they see that nothing's selling, they will probably, because they are putting a product out there for us to consume, they'll probably change it up, whether it goes back to the old one or it's some kind of new one or whatever. I do know that the design firm that did it is the same one that did that amazing logo for uh, the Golden Balls team in Miami. So it's and they also and they also did the rebrand of the Milwaukee Bucks from a couple of years back, and that's which was good definitely too. Yeah. and that's good too. They know mm-hmm. they know what they're doing, and to say the club didn't have any input along the way is foolish. To say that they this was not something that they this was just a half-assed decision is foolish, and and I'm going to tell you with the amount of marketing this club is doing for the first time in forever around the city. And oh yeah, it all has the new logo, the new badge. That's why I don't think it's going away. I think it's just it. it I think it was rushed to get it out for Christmas, and that's why they only got the basic things out to market. I think it was finally decided upon because I, I do believe Mansueto is taking his time making decisions and making correct ones. It doesn't seem like it to all these arm to all the armchair quarterbacks. You know what? And it, it you said like you said, there's two components to this, and I'm going to say there's, and it's I think it's two different elements and. I believe the second is where where we're going to come down. The first one is this club has two distinct eras. It has the first 10 years, which were awesome. They went, you know, what the, the open cups, the MLS cup being to the finals, two other times, a supporter shield, Peter, uh, Peter will Peter Novak, um, Logan pause, Chris Armas, CJ Brown, Zach Thornton, Nova or Ante Razoff, the whole nine, Josh Wolf, DeMarcus Beasley, the whole nine yards. The second 10 years, with the exception of two ass kickings in the playoffs, sucked. They were not good. And I think it I think it's that stink of the last 10 years that Mansueto is trying to get rid of. And I think and because that is the same time the Dick Wolf show came online, you're now looking at it going, we need to wipe this completely away. And that's where the new badge comes in. That's where the new colors come in. And that's what, and that's the new era. Now that all then said, the color scheme, interesting. Who else shares that color scheme? FC Basel. You ever I put that together? That. I didn't consider that. I was going to say is real. It rel- like, is or... it related? No, it is no. not related. No. However, it is the news. However, is it a segue? It is a segue. Minivan dad. Minivan dad. Mini Van Dad Soccer Pod with TJ. All right, so here we go with part two of the impromptu Mini Van Dad Soccer Pod, Chicago Fire Football Club edition. Apparently somewhere in there we we lost connectivity, probably due to user error on my end. I'm because you know, Pat being the high tech guru of Hot Time in Old Town, it can't be him, so it has to be on it me. It definitely wouldn't be me. Uh, I think that's fair to say, TJ. And I, you know, at some point I, I heard you and then I lost you. And so, but what you were talking about was that FC Basel and the Chicago Fire have the same colors. And we now have one and probably soon two guys who used to work for FC Basel uh, running things at the Fire now. Uh, George Heights and, has been confirmed. Yeah, he is confirmed. He's there. And there's a very big rumor that's a very logical rumor and seems to be something that it will be true that uh, Raphael Vicky, the old USA U17 coach of last summer's fame, uh, 
is joining the fire as head coach. So uh, that hasn't been confirmed yet, uh, but it sure looks as if he's going to be there. And it kind of makes sense to me, honestly. If it looks like a duck and sounds like a duck, it's probably a duck. And that's really what seems to be here. He left his job with the U-17s. He seemed to not be getting along with the Chicago brass of the U-17s. His old boss is now in charge of an MLS side in the, in the Chicago Fire. And seemingly, I see a lot of similarities to what FC Basel has. I think the one the one difference will obviously be the salary cap implications. But it looks like size of budget, things like that. They're all very, very similar. And yeah. the thing you worry about is that MLS has weird rules. But whoever, if you wanted it to be uh, Miguel Herrera or whoever you wanted it to be, to come in and coach the team or be the technical director, they would have to deal with MLS's weird rules. So if you're going from outside, which some people would probably rather it be an outside MLS guy, um, this seems like a good fit on both parts because you have a guy who ran a similar club as far as budget size uh, in the Swiss League and in Basel, they did really good things in the Champions League a few times. Uh, and Vicky uh, is a guy who played in MLS, who coached the U17s, who already lives in Chicago because everybody knows you have to live in Chicago to be a national team youth coach. Uh, and by the way, side note, we won't get into this too much, but was he the last one left? Is there anybody coaching any of the national teams right now uh, at the youth level? Not sure. Cool. That's a um, that's a fair question, unsure, but you're right. That's question. another. It is yeah. a U.S. fan TV question, and I think I'd like to have C- conspiracy Chris chime in on that. I'm one sure there we, is a conspiracy as to why. So we would need him, but we're not. We're we're kind of focusing on Chicago yeah. Fire Football Club tonight. And yes, I keep saying it just to see if I can piss people off as I go along with this. Um, uh, but CFSC, you know what? Stand for Chicago. Uh, I like the hires on both of these guys. If they are indeed, if and we know Heights is true, I think that he's got. He's a guy who found. Uh, Mohamed El Neni, uh, Mohamed Salah, uh, Granite Jaka. Uh, so you're saying he has an eye for talent? Yeah, Sheridan Shakiri. Uh, he's got, and some of them came up through the Basel U system. Some of them, he, you know, the two Egyptian guys, he kind of found. So he has a, an eye for talent. Um, and Vicky, if he is going to be our head coach, took Basel to, I think that they lost to City. In the a couple of years ago, when he was the coach in the Champions League in the uh, round of sixteen, so um, do we not know why? Bad. Do we know why he left Basel to begin with? I'm not a hundred percent sure, and I've been looking at that all. He was fired um, that summer. Late, in, it was one of those sort of like Pano, where you're like, if you were going to do it, why didn't you do it right away so that you could have more lead time to find the next guy it was he was fired in like july late july so like closer to the start of the next season than you would like and from what i can see from basel fans they were kind of surprised and not really down with the firing it was not a vicky out situation that was going on there it was more of well what are we doing why'd we do this so late what is this so um yeah and and it's a and that's the only thing I would wonder, but yeah, I, I agree with you. There's really not a whole lot you can, to be found in that. And um, and as I, for it, why he left the U17s, uh, it seems as if they did well when he came in in, in the early spring. Uh, 
it seems like they were garbage at the World Cup because he had to implement uh, Berhalter ball, perhaps. And I think he kind of left. I don't think he coached them in the Nike friendlies, as far as I understand. And then he he uh, left, was fired, officially split up with U.S. soccer in, in December. So maybe this has been in the works since then. I don't know. But um, uh, I don't with all we know about what goes on at us soccer i don't i'm not going to hold leaving that organization as quickly as possible against him no, so it, so okay so here's what i've kind of pieced together with with uh, rafael vicky he was appointed in june of 2017 for to fc basel right he was a youth team coach before that correct and then the 2017 2018 season they did not win the title and, that, and that's a big deal for and them. That's a big deal yeah. for them. Correct. Um, they, they did they, go to the Champions they, League uh, round of sixteen, though. Right. And but that year they that year they did not, and um, they lost by I want to say fifteen points. It wasn't even that close per se. So that's that becomes an issue, and for Basel, and so that I could see that I guess that in that sense it makes sense. And I'm trying to see how many years. But they if, have that's won the tr- if that's truly the case, then why didn't they pull the trigger in in late May or early June or whatever their season ended instead of waiting to for July to roll around? There must have been something else there. They finally, you know, maybe there was some sort of internal. Well, and they had won, and they had won the seven previous ones. So he ended he ended a run of seven. Right, it's like a Bayern Munich situation. He was the. And they did uh, not win, and they didn't win the Swiss Cup, which they don't seem to win as frequently. But right. Um, so that that's kind of where where it is, and um, so that's that. And I, I like you know I, I, I like, like the fact that I do like the together. Hire. Yeah, I like that he seems to have he doesn't have the the pedigree that I think some of CF ninety seven Twitter would have liked to have seen. But the, anything short of uh, I don't know Pep Guardiola might not have have suited some people out there. But um, I, I think he could be okay. And I, 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 granted, I don't know a ton about him, and I hated the way that the U.S. U-17s played in the World Cup this past summer, but I think that might be on Greg and not on him. So, And, uh, and that seems to be the consensus. is Yeah. Because they played a different style in those CONCACAF qualifiers, and they looked really good doing it. They looked like they utilized the talent they had to the best they could, and then they hit the World Cup, have to play Burhalter ball and fall flat on their face. Yeah, it didn't so. look good, and that's for sure. But um, but here's what else I like, TJ. And I, I we, we were starting to get, I was starting to get a little nervous that I'm like, when are they going to do something? But I like the fact that Mansueto made the move on Pano and, and said, Nelson, you're going to go to the business side, and then got his soccer guy in, and then let, let the soccer, the soccer guy, guy get the coach in. And now, collectively, they will bring the players in. And they need to have a few more to even field a team. So they've got a lot of work ahead of them. Um, But to be fair, but to be fair, what what doesn't open until the 1st of January? The transfer window. So So, really, other than signing MLS retreads and or USL players, there isn't a whole lot of players to be had at this point. I suppose you can start pre-signing. Even that doesn't um, doesn't seem very promising. So I, I'm not as upset about that as, as everybody else is. I, I When the January 1st window opens, then we'll start seeing some move. I'm guessing we'll see some movement. Because I can't sit there and say, 
hey, there's a ton of players talent out there they're missing out on. So really not. So yeah, we'll we'll find out. Like it's too early to judge that, and, and hopefully, sure. Um, hopefully they they get things done quickly, and and hopefully there's a combination of a big name or two to help sell some tickets, and and some really good younger players to help actually win the games. Um, I, I still look back at last season, and I'm like, I know the 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 marketing and the the logo and whatever. That's all fine to be blown up because they you do need to feel new, but the team they actually had last season, I still feel was a lot better than they performed. They, they, their, I, their expected goals was, I think, second to LAFC, and they, they squandered so many chances in front of goal that, that it makes me disappointed that that team didn't get to fully realize its promise. So Now, okay, Schwe- Schweinsteiger retired. Right. I don't know if you could have brought him. Maybe a better season, he comes back one more time. But who did they really... I guess Dax McCarty, but Dax, yeah, wasn't, Dax wasn't Dax, Dax anymore. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't as Dax. Maybe there's an injury we didn't know about. I'm not sure. I, I I hope. And they don't play Nashville, which is thankful for the Fire because if you're playing an expansion team, the Fire loses to them or does awful against them yes. in their first season. So this yeah. is not necessarily a bad thing. Now that said, I hope Dax has a nice bounce back here and has a great year with Nashville. I wish nothing but good things for Dax McCarty anywhere he goes. But I felt like this year he wasn't quite Dex this past season. Maybe. and But, I mean, he but, seemed but, to be better the year before when Schweinsteiger was alongside him rather than behind him. Uh, sure. And defensively overall, they, they seem to have bigger problems this year. So it's – this past year, I, I don't know. Um, well, and, and, you know – I love Willie. I was up in Minnesota. I was visiting my brothers. Willie, my older brother Willie, and I were talking about that. He is not a fan of Calvo. No. I thought Calvo was much better when he had Schweinsteiger next to him than he was without him. Calvo, he. That I think is true. In conversation, Calvo becomes a lot more like Jermaine Jones as he likes to go walk about, and it's never his fault. Like he, his guy will be five yards away and will get a goal. And Calvo, the first thing he's going to do is put his hands up for all sides. And the games without Schweinsteiger, that one in San Jose, that one in New England late in the year, Calvo struggled when it wasn't when it wasn't Schweinsteiger next to him. And that's a big concern of mine going into this year. Will Calvo learn how to manage the team in the back? Or are we going to see a lot of the same things that pretty much ran the reason why Minnesota United sold him for for 50 cents on the dollar? Which Calvo are we going to get? And I know, Willie, when you listen to so you're going to say it's going to be the bad Calvo, and you might be right, but that's what we're going to find out this year. Um, so, yeah, I guess it, that, other than that, there really, to me, there isn't a ton they lost. Nico, I I like Nico. I really, really like Nico. Nico missed a lot of sitters. Nico found himself on the yep. bench for a while. Yep. I don't know if that was just part of being a new parent or whatever the case may be, but Nico struggled for a lot of this year before he found his his range. So. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, Katai, I don't believe, is coming back. It's Katai is not coming back either. No. Katai disappeared for long stretches, had some moments of brilliance, but a lot of like just time he did he didn't appear. Um, he was a red card waiting to happen every time out, and that's the same with um, what's his name in the middle, the the center, the attacking, the second that they brought in about early in the year, about a third. Go Gaetan. Yeah, Nico Gaetan is. He too was a red. He too, he was always a red card waiting to happen, and 
So, and you know what? Those are the players Panovich wanted, and they didn't. They still have Frankowski. Frankowski, by the end of the year, started to look like a good player, like the player that you thought. I thought he looked good all year at, at times. I, 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 I'm glad, not just for Polish marketing reasons, but just for soccer reasons, I'm glad we're keeping him. So Yeah, I, I feel like he, he was, by yeah. the end of the year, starting to figure it out and get it going. And I think he's who you're looking to build your team around it, from who's from who exists right now. So that's a whole lot of we'll sees. So. Yeah, who's who's going to be the leader of the team, you know? Who's going to be the uh, – who's going to be the – not just the captain, but the, I'm t- like the Schweinsteiger wasn't the captain, but he was the leader, right? It, it's well, him and Dax, it was both. right. It, yeah. Who's going to be that guy? You know, I, I wonder, uh, it's probably not in the group. It, it's, it's probably somebody they're going to bring in. And it seems like such a short amount of time to bring in a team and, and get it going. Like, it's almost like we're an expansion team. It, it's got that weird sort of, we're still getting every, all our ducks in a row. We're still getting everything in order. We've got a new stadium. We, you know, have a new logo. It feels kind of like an expansion team. It doesn't feel like, uh, it doesn't feel like a normal established MLS 1.0 team like, like we've we've had for so many years. So, um, I, I shouldn't call us normal, but we're anything but normal. But we were established. So, I guess they've got these these Swiss dudes got a lot of work ahead of them. But hopefully, um, hopefully they've well, got some ideas as to I mean, who. They- and, oh, by the way, Captain, I think actually there's an easier answer than we keep that we've all kind of missed. And that would be one Johan Kappelhoff. Well, that's the one, yeah. If you can survive a hit and run on Harlem Avenue or whatever that was, wasn't he hit by a runaway <laughs> yeah, U-Haul or something? Like uh, you can be our captain, yeah. So yeah, that, he, he right now would be the guy, yes. So that that would be the one I would look at. Um, Raheem Edwards, or not Raheem Edwards, CJ Sapong is going to be another one. Could he be, seems, yeah. He seems to be one that's pretty um, high, you know, intense on being part of the club, but likes being part of the, the team. I like so him I, too. Yeah. I, it's, so, you know, but I, if they're going to bring in a guy for marketing reasons, it's still, I, I know that, I know that they've at least considered and looked at and inquired about Chicharito. So that would, uh, screw over a guy like Sapong, although Chicharito would need a breather every now and then. But I just don't know if they can land it. I don't know even if they should. It would he'd sell tickets, but uh Yeah. I, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year. Now I, I do want to touch on one more thing because I it's gonna transition to what the last part of it is. But there were I've seen this more than once, so I'm not gonna call it anybody in particular, but I have seen this. Now I want to move on to this transition to the new stadium. So they dropped. They released the schedule. Yeah. I thought their marketing, what their video was, was really really cool. I thought having the kid. Yeah, I liked going it. Going through I his day. Yeah, it was and, hated on Twitter, but whatever. It's. It, I thought it was fun. Was it as good as DC United's no, uh, office? Yeah. No. But I don't think anybody else did it that well. But that was I thought it was. Ver- I thought it was very well done. I thought it was very cool, and yet, the the level of hatred it got and the level of disdain it got just because it came from the Chicago fire. And these are the people who call themselves their biggest supporters. And I saw James Black call this out and I appreciate it because he said what I've been thinking for some time. It's you have these supporters. These are these longtime greatest fans ever are saying, I'm not coming to games anymore because of a badge. What point? And then James's point was how really, are you really one of the biggest fans? If you're going to stop showing up because of artwork, that the players wear. Yeah, and... it goes back to. I think there's a Seinfeld routine on this from a, like 
though, what is a what is a team? A team is laundry. You're essentially the players go, everybody else goes. It, the, you're essentially cheering for shirts. So I guess you know, for some people, the badge was the club. Is that what do you? I always thought it was the the eleven on the field, the eight, the seven more on the sideline, those that are in the training grounds, the the people from everybody from the the ticket sales, everybody but the Green Gestapo slash um, who's the who who are the security Monterey. Monterey security, yeah. Other than them, and I'm sure some of them are nice, but most of them are not. And then and then the other thing is just again this continued disdain. These are their best fans, and yet they're bagging on everything. There was a posting that that came up that the fire were looking for volunteer concessions people, which they do every year. And people are like, oh, look at this. Club is so cheap. They can't even bring in their own concession. They want people to do that for free. It was the Chicago Fire Foundation looking for volunteers so they could raise money for their groups. And people bagged on that too. Yeah, they've always sold one or two of the concession stands to like the hockey team in town or whatever is that's raising money for. It's a way for organizations to raise money. But of course, um, but of course, soccer Twitter and its infinite hatred of everything decided to throw that in there. And this, I don't follow other sports twitters. I've heard hockey Twitter is equally as vicious. I'm presuming NFL Twitter, MLB Twitter, they're all equally as vicious. Yeah, it's it's it's. Part of our new reality that we live in is that that the things are usually never as bad as your Twitter followers are, or your your the people you follow on Twitter are making it seem. And it's it's not to you know, for instance, I, I in addition to being a Fire fan, which they haven't had much success, I'm an Arsenal fan, which you know. I, it's, We've won trophies in the last few years. In last, you know, when we win our last FA Cup, sixteen maybe. Uh, so it hasn't been that long ago, but um, it makes it seem like we're in a death spiral because it kind of does feel that way. But um, there's a big debate among Arsenal fans as to whether Arsenal fan TV is the cause. Now, it's almost come full circle. Is the cause of the club's failures? Is is this YouTube show? Are fans screaming these negative opinions on YouTube uh, the cause of the club's problems? Is it some sort of vicious cycle that's now feeding itself? The, the club did bad. The fans start yelling. More fans start yelling. It makes that which makes the club do bad. I don't know if I buy into that, but I, it's you, TJ, who has said to me for as long as I can remember, Twitter isn't real, and you have to re- remember that most fire fans or most fans of any team are not outrageously negative or angry, but they're excited to still be going to the game with their family members or their loved ones or their friends, have a few beers, have a few laughs, cheer, yell, whatever, and go home. Like that, that's what the experience is for most people. The Twitter experience is negative opinion after negative opinion feeding on it's sort of like we've seen with politics and social media in this country, the, the, the negativity sort of when it's stuck in isolation feeds on itself and makes people angrier and angrier and angrier. And so like, if I'm, I'm, I try to put my, my shoes on, you know, put a hat on and and pretend I'm a a club, I'm Mansueto or I'm somebody with the club. Right. And they've, they've made some mistakes and I'm not, 
I'm not taking away from that. The, I don't like the new crest. I don't like everything they've done. But for the most part, you know, the, the constant marketing during Premier League games on NBCSN, the the marketing, what they're doing themselves, the, the move to Soldier Field, uh, the fact that they tweaked the name but kept fire, the colors, I think they got... They're okay. Um, I, I, the colors, the I'm, the colors don't. They've done okay. The colors I'm going to withhold judgment on, based on what I saw of the potential, like the leaked jerseys. I like them. In the jersey sense, I like how that looks. And when it comes down to it, Arsenal. I mean, and we're, we're going to use Arsenal. By the way, their last trophy is 2016-17. So they it hasn't been long for that. That was the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. But I'm looking at some of their crests over the years. And I don't. They've changed. Arsenal's changed theirs. I'm not talking about Arsenal changing. It's but been, no. I, my point. Yeah. My point. I'm getting at is you don't recognize Arsenal. The I get it. The crest has the cannon in it, and the fire got rid of the firefighter logo. But we'll see how this one plays out. But you know the colors of Arsenal. You don't need to see the logo to know it's Arsenal. You know the colors of Arsenal. And if the fire can take this new branding and can start winning trophies again. You're going to remember them for the colors. It's not, you know, the Packers didn't always have the G on the helmet, but you know they're the green and gold team. The Vikings have tweaked their helmet over the years. You know them as purple, you know, the purple people ears, the purple. You know, even the Bears have changed the color of the sea, but you know them from the Navy, you know, from the Navy jerseys out there with the orange and white. The colors make the team, not the badge. And, I mean, some would argue that the fire made a mistake there, but I don't know. I, I think they, they they were kind of in a downward spiral of losing attention, and you know, I, I think that they made some some bad decisions. And ultimately, in this city, you can ask the White Sox this: uh, if you win, you sell tickets, people show up. The fire were selling out in the summer of 2017 after Schweinsteiger and Dax got there, and they were in first or second place for a while. It was. It was a brief moment of glorious this, times back there this, again. This town, the city, this region will show up when they if they win. But you got to yeah. do that. You got to yeah. win, and we, which we have said countless times. But I do want to touch back on Twitter. I uh, you I I agree. I'm the one that said it. Twitter is not reality. But I saw this the other day, and I've seen it a few times in the last few weeks from other soccer clubs that troll the Chicago fire. Yeah. And you think it's funny. I do. And I think it's It's banter. It's banter, but it's not. Oh, okay. Now I thought you were talking about like DC United and they're no, no, you're thinking about something different. Um, Go ahead. And I, I kind of agree with you on this point. And, and this started a couple of years ago, and I know I, I probably mentioned it back in the U.S. Fan TV. You could probably find those in old, old episodes. And it's the late Aurora Borealis did this as well. They went and they trolled the Chicago Fire. And the Borealis are now gone. I'm now starting to see this pop up in DeKalb County United. And it's ver- to me, it's very, very frustrating. It's I, I watch Minneapolis City. Minneapolis, um, the, the Fire... Uh, Sandlow had an article December 14th talking about that they didn't have a coach, didn't have any of that. And DeKalb County United sounds like sounds like a shambles to us. Maybe they need to organize some tryouts to advertise their own tryouts. Advertise your own tryouts. Great. Um, another one, 
was another link to it from Joel Biden. Chicago MLS franchise continue to be small potatoes, no coach and no class. And DeKalb County United, you know, trolls that with like a picture of their beer and whatever. Um, and then I, there was another one today, and I'm gonna I want to get forward to it, so I apologize. I'm moving to it. Um, but it's just like the level of trolling to me is not necessary, and I don't think I and I and again I I look back to Minneapolis City and the things that. I don't ever remember them. Oh, uh, it's Vicky before, and it was from some Panovich trolling site. And it was Vicky before and after when Cronholm concedes three goals against the Calvi United and the upcoming up, open only three. It's like the constant trolling of to make yourselves look better. To me, it doesn't work. I, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of trolling another club. Soccer needs to play work together. And like I said, I watch Minneapolis City, and I don't ever remember them trolling Minneapolis or Minnesota United. I don't at, at any point. And I feel like you need to work. You need you don't need to necessarily be fans of them, but you don't want to sit there and say you you can't be fan if you like them. That means you don't like you don't want to make any sort of tie-in in that way. And that to me is the wrong way to build. I I think when a MLS team does it, it can be fun. Um, it if it's a local small club trolling the fire, it's petty. Could yeah, I mean I I, but I would argue that you're talking about it right now on a platform as big as the minivan dad soccer pod. So maybe they got what they wanted. Well, and I and they did get what they wanted. They got my money for next. DeKalb County United got. My yeah, money. you are a season ticket holder. I was going to ask what the overlap is between fans of DeKalb County United and fans of the fire, but you're a season ticket holder for both. I am. And I was, proud and the of red that. stars. I was proud of that. And then I started seeing some of this trolling coming up, um, talking about they get bigger fire, bigger crowds in the fire these days. No, you don't. And it was after the, the schedule release came out. So this was just a couple days ago. Um, and, it, and like I said, to me, it's just, it's in bad taste. You, you want it. You eh, want I go case by case on this. I think sometimes it can be fun, but in, in these cases, I don't really like it. I, I think you, you need to work. You want, if you want to take the fire fan base and get them to come out to DeKalb County, don't sit there and bag on them. Don't make people feel a negative feeling. Like, Cause if you, I, I think that's going to be counterproductive and it, it is for me. It doesn't make me want to go to a DeKalb County. And I, I, mean, I got my ticket already. Got it. They got my money. You want to keep getting my money. Be more positive. I mean, look to build off of each other, not tear each other down. I don't think it's I don't think it's the right way to do it. And like I said, I look at Minneapolis United or Minneapolis City, and that they don't do that with with the and I know some a lot of them cross over and are season ticket holders for both, or you know both those involved with the club are season ticket holders for Minnesota United. Minnesota United they were good this year. They weren't always good prior. So, yeah, it's. Uh... I think just kind of overall, and this goes beyond Twitter and goes beyond sports, I kind of think that um, people need to be a little more optimistic about things. And I, I, if I can be optimistic about the fire next season, which I have no real reason to be uh, yet, I should say yet, but I am because it's 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 a new season and there's new things and new people and it's MLS. So, I mean, one thing I've always said about why I felt like the fire were 
unsuccessful is not that they were unsuccessful for a period of time, but over a, a big sample size, it's almost harder, I would argue it is harder, to consistently miss the playoffs in MLS than to sneak in every once in a while. There's all these rules that are meant to make things, meant to keep that parity so that any team on any given year that, you know, can, can compete, maybe not win it because we've seen the same teams that are really well run Seattle's and Toronto's and, and Atlanta's win it in the last few years, Portland, you could throw in there, but um, in LA, of course, before that with their run, but um, you should be able to compete and teams like Minnesota sneak in in their second year and, and things like that. You should be able to sometimes do well. And it seems like the fire were so consistently bad that even when they spent money and made moves on paper that you thought were good, they still did bad. And so something had to change. Hopefully, uh, you know, having a new owner, a new technical director, a new head coach, Right. New players, it, it, that should do it, right? I mean, you, that, it's a start. Yeah. A new stadium. And like I said, it's you're you're trying to rebuild the complete atmosphere, and and if anybody didn't think Mansueto didn't give a crap, remember he paid what seventy how many million to get out of Bridgeview because he thought it was a toxic situation. He's yeah. trying to wipe all the toxicity out, and maybe the maybe the, and again to sum it up, maybe the badge wasn't perfect. It may and it's not great. You know what? Let's give it a chance and see how everything plays out. Because I can't believe he did that. They did that in a vacuum without looking at a lot of other things that they they want to try and tie it tie in with it. So if they go out and win MLS Cup this year, I think some people might like that badge, or at least not want to get rid of it then because it feels lucky at the you know worst case. So it it like anything like we talked about. You know whether you're going to sign Messi or whatever. Messi may not be the best example. That would sell the place out every every time, but. Whoever you we'll say Chicharito. Chicharito, you, what, you mentioned yeah. earlier. If you're going to sign Chicharito, you're obviously going to get a bump. But what it ultimately comes down to is, are you winning? And they have to put a winning product out there, and people will come, and they will. It will be more than twenty thousand people. I guarantee you that the amount of people who are fans of this MLS team. Versus the amount of people who are fans of soccer in Chicago. It is a gigantic difference. The fire gets such a small amount of the total amount of soccer fans in this giant metropolis. And if they put a winning product out there that people notice and people can correctly and accurately and, and, and easily watch on TV, which that's another issue they're going to have to fix that I know they're working on. Um, and, you know, whether you know, they're, they're going to continue to market it like they are this year. I guarantee you in the end that if the team wins, the crowds will be there. People will be happy and there'll always be the toxic people out there, but that will fix it. That's the thing they have to do on the field, go in games and that will fix it. And and I couldn't agree with you more. And it's, um, I guess, and, and the, wherever the, I believe this year they're still stuck with the SPM plus. I believe that's the, they have to do that. And I don't personally mind ESPN Plus. It's cheap, and you get lots of other stuff, and it's easy to watch it on any platform. But I kind of feel like you've got to be on something on cable. And I, and I get it. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. And I know um, that they're not going to be this year, but um, unless something major changes. But um, on the flip, I know that, that ESPN and ABC are going to have 
more games than ever. They're going to have stuff on. I know the Fire are going to be on ABC, uh, national ABC, at least one time this season. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, Um, That can help. And then, you know, what sells the Premier League? It's kind of the right. If you if you get winning or you sign a big player and then you get people there and there's atmosphere that's on TV when people see that, then they go. I want to go to that. That's how the Premier League does it. That's how the Bundesliga does it. That's why Americans travel overseas to see those games because they want to be in that atmosphere. That's why I went to a Timbers game when I went to Portland because I had to see the Timbers army in person. I had to see that because I see it on TV and it looks awesome. So if we can get something rolling, win some games, get some butts in the seats and make you know get an atmosphere going at Soldier Field again, then that's going to feed off it. Then then you're going to see bigger and bigger crowds because people are going to see on TV and go, I want to I want to do that. I want to go see that. So it can work, I guarantee you. There were 61,500 people there for the, the the Club America Chivas match and I know those are gigantic clubs and I know we have a lot of Mexican people in the city, but still it is possible. It's just a matter of doing it. And and filling the broadcast shoes, I'm going to tell you, is going to be bigger without Dan Kelly back next year. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting who they get. But there's a lot of good local talent, and there's a lot of talented announcers that I think will be able to fill this that void. I love Dan Kelly. I'm going to miss Dan Kelly in, in, in te- you know, a ton watching, hearing him on the broadcast. But hopefully they can fill that role and do a great job with it. So, um, you know, as we get to the end of this, though, let's kind of, I think, do you have any final thoughts? We're, we, you know, we went longer than we thought we were going to, but. Uh, I want to tell you that if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, it is the final day for you to order a Minivan Dad Soccer Pod t-shirt. Bonfire.com slash Minivan Dad. You can choose from five colors and a soft ring spun cotton t-shirt that you are sure to love. That's Bonfire.com slash Minivan Dad. Today is your last day to order. And I guess for my final thoughts again, I'm going to say congratulations to you, Pat, on your on your new on your new venture into hot, taking over Hot Time in Old Town. Let's keep. Uh, hopefully, that'll stay a great site, and hopefully, we can yeah, make it better I, place I, still. I was an avid reader of the site before I took the job to work there, so and, they did good things. Hopefully, I'm able to continue to do good things there. And I think you kind of you kind of touched on the final point I wanted to make. You hit it a little earlier is as we get in towards it, you know, let's uh, let's start with a Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, happy Hanukkah, uh, happy Kwanzaa or anything else that I may have missed in between. I'm kind of a moron. So and Festivus for the rest of us. And it's but, a strength. It is Festivus today as we record this for another couple hours. So for that said is um, the be kinder, you know, I think in general. Don't get caught. Don't get caught in your own little bubble. Don't get caught being mean. If you find yourself being bitter and mean find something else. I mean, let's, let's try and make it a better, we're moving into 2020. Let's, let's kind of put the stink of this, these last few years behind and just start being kinder and start being, you know, making, make, you got plenty of time to be unhappy when you're dead. Let's make it, make your life a little bit happier. And a little. And bit especially happier. this TJ, ask yourself this. If you are bitter about a sports team or a sport or a player or something like that, if you're if you're truly, if they are impacting the way you feel, negative or, I've said this many, a million times, if your masculinity is defined by how well your favorite sports team is doing, ask yourself whether that's healthy. Yeah, I don't like it. I get sad. I get angry briefly when one of my sports teams loses. 
because that's part of the emotion of the moment. But it doesn't affect my life overall, you know. So if and it, if, you're, it, and if you're if you're doing things like burning jerseys, throwing them away, if you don't like your team skip anymore, Bayless. skip Bayless. Don't eat them. Don't eat them to somebody. There'll be somebody who'll be appreciative yeah. of it. Skip it, Bayless. Skip it, Bayless. Actually, you know what? I, I, as I say, kinder being gentler, if Skip Bayless were to fall in a lake, I'd be okay with that too. That said, now I'll move on to being kinder, but you're, you're right, Pat. It's sports. Sports are supposed to be fun. Yes, you get angry for a spell, but if it's consuming you where you're constantly negative, find a new team, find a new approach, find a way to be happy about it. Because man, if sports, if, if sports is where you're, is dragging you down, I, I dared, I'm concerned about however you are for the rest of your life. Find, find some happiness in it because sports are supposed to be fun. There's enough other things that are miserable. Let's make sports fun again and have, and enjoy it. So on that thought, like I said, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and a happy Festivus for the rest of us and anything else I may have missed. And you're done. Mm-hmm.